Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Informer, you know, Sir Denim I go blame a licky boom boom down, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the football ramble. Wow, my name's Marcus, and that's the voice of Pete Donaldson. Uh, I'm back, and everyone's back. Yes, Jim's here. I am also back. Luke's here. Come on, all right. Yes, of course. Cheeky they, chops. They're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're at 100. It appears Pete and Jim care. They've returned. You got, you got some cheat on Twitter last week. Oh, it'd be interesting to see what you guys think of our two-man ramble. <laughs> uh, uh, so we oh, make a little needy. dossier. And thank you very, really thank you very much for all the positive comments. There yeah. wasn't one negative one, Luke. No, there wasn't. Um, given us, oh, oh, given the, us the stick for turning up. The Wi-Fi in South Korea is rather shoddy. <laughs> we we chucked up the bat signal in the form of a two-man ramble. Thought that would get them back. I think, <laughs> it's a shame that this week we didn't each record our own individual rambles and then just paste them together because yeah. we interrupt each other enough anyway. Not Really and we could have put a needless laughter track over Indeed. it. It would be exactly the same. But back to proceedings. Always start uh, a good ramble with um, Snow, Canada's premier reggae rapper. Mm. <laughs> um, Was he reggae? 
What's he had he? little round John Lennon glasses, didn't he? He I did. Think. Yeah, he did. Wasn't yeah. he in prison in the video for that? Or yeah. Did he yeah, that's the whole. That's like that the whole song. Point. That was his USP. Right. Informer. He spent some time course, in. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. not as familiar as in him juvie. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No juvie. Yeah, juvenile. It's not even real jail though, is it? Yeah. No. Juventus. Sorry. <laughs> Nothing to do with that. Bring it back to football association. Yeah. So let's start with a bit of reggae rap. We've done that. Okay. Opening question then. Mm-hmm. There we go. Fulham won their first uh, league game of the season. Now Felix Magat has left the club. They also won in the League Cup. I mean, they did win a League Cup match under him, but still two on the bounce since. <laughs> they um, got a draw under Magat, so give him his credit. Give him his juice. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but he said he'd, he's interested. He wants to stay in England for his next job. Well, if you could choose Mr Magat's next job, where would you place him, Jim? And I did say job. Okay. I didn't say football manager, John. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to stay in the realm of football because okay. I think that's what he means. And I would have him um, managing at QPR, but with the caveat <laughs> yeah. that it would be managing just Adele Tarrant. <laughs> like that. That's so the future. Got, yeah. Individual managers for individual players. That'd be amazing. Like that, wrestling. Yeah. It'd be great. Um, so, yeah, he'd have like little assault courses set up in the stadium. Everyone else is training normally. Um, you know, like in their warm-ups, but even it, like off the bench, <laughs> he's got to do like a Krypton Factor style yeah. like assault course, and it wouldn't just be physical; there'd be mental challenges as well. <laughs> he's sweating really blood. Cool. Adel yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Can you remember and when Adel Tarrat has never sweat before? No, so the whole thing is. I don't think he even knows sweating exists. I think he'd have quit he'd think it was gross. He, he would have quit football well before any sweat. Do you remember when Bobby Robson was um, was unfortunately? Well, he unfortunately ceased to be Newcastle United manager. Yes. I forget the the the, uh, the circumstances, but anyway, there seems to be a massive groundswell of opinion that they needed a real disciplinarian next. Mm. And on that basis alone, Graham Sudeth got the job. <laughs> yeah, he? he just got given the job. Yeah. That was what McGat would. If, if it was now, McGat yeah. would be given it. Yeah. So think yourself lucky. Well, I tell you what, mm. he'd sort of help uh, Hatton Ben Arthur. He would. Well, he's he's, he's not there anymore. Well, he's got a lawn recall uh, clause. So. That's true. Imagine Get him it, back. Imagine, imagine McGat just yeah. recalled Hull from home. Just said, right, you're training with me now. You're not playing. In the train. I own you. Yeah. <laughs> I do what I want. Come back from and Hull. Not what you want. <laughs> yeah. Now go back to Hull, and that's your routine. <laughs> back and forth. Shuttle runs to Hull. <laughs> Shuttle runs. No, that's the good title of a footballer's autobiography. The- it's like a harrowing, like <laughs> life. Well, Shuttle runs. Shuttle runs to Hull. <laughs> I feel, I feel like um, I was trying to look at this, these sort of types of characters like Felix Magat through um, ramble tinted glasses. A ramble I, prism. I feel like we've got a lot of value out of Magat. I'm actually yeah, quite sad to see him so. go. Oh, yeah. In a very short time. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be back. He's delivered. When it comes he's to ramble, he's delivered. <laughs> <laughs> he's given us a lot. Because uh, what you essentially need is one quirky, weird thing. Mm. And, and he's got a few. Mm. Yeah. The other one being glasses. Cheese. Jeez, yeah, Jim's true. got glasses, so if anyone's offended by that, you can't because he's got glasses. He has as well. Mm. As well. So, I've got yeah. asthma. So I, might, that I might have them in the future. Luke might have them. I'll be having to go at Paul Scores later on. We're having a fifty percent glasses rate at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I probably do need glasses. Actually, my left eye is particularly poor. So. Yeah. Well, maybe you just need a monocle. Luke, Lukey left eye. The option is there. The option is there. <laughs> Who are you going to? Oh, oh sorry. Oh, where would you put Magat? Rather, I thought I did a bit of research about Magat because yeah. that's what I'm all about, mm-hmm. and. Um, I found out that off the internet, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't print it. <laughs> still, re- still research. Yeah. Um, I th- think I'm right in saying he's a huge chess enthusiast. It wouldn't yeah. surprise yeah. me. Well. So I'd like to see. And, that, and that's, chess so, boxing, that's so Felix McGat, like just yeah. really grinding out chess wins. Mm. Uh, I and you know, he could easily go for a checkmate, but he no, right, he'll no, take all the pieces. I'm not doing that. I'm leaving the king on his own. Yeah. And I'm surrounding the king. So I think I'd like to see him start up his own chess academy. Yeah. That would be my job for Felix. Okay. I think he'd enjoy it. I think, do you know what? It's a change of pace for him. He's getting on a bit now. <laughs> he needs it. I mean, this is a guy who's gone from scoring the winning goal in the European Cup final in 
1983 for Hamburg to what he is now, essentially a laughing stock on a two-bit football Bundesliga podcast. titles in between. Indeed. Mm. But what I'm saying is his stock has never been lower, so he no. needs to maybe a slight change of scenery. Yeah. And academy. Chess. Mm. And what would the training regime be like? Uh, uh, the, uh, the, yeah, chess academy. You've got up to like, him. solve these impossible maths equations yeah. that mathematicians have been trying to do for I still years think just to you won't get, be allowed in the no, room. What, what would happen is, if you were, if you were um, in the Felix Magat chess academy, you'd never actually get to play chess. No, no, You'd no. just be doing maths and equations, yeah. like you say. Like you'd be doing yeah. a lot of brain exercises before, at the end of the training day, you've got like five minutes of chess. He'd still have <laughs> them doing weights. <laughs> yeah. You're going to need your arms for this. No, yeah. Shuttle runs to the chessboard and back. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they play Human chess, where they're running on the spot the whole time. That's doing, a good doing idea. Weights oh yeah, he like plays that. human costumes, chess yeah. with um, yeah. a, a former fo- young yeah. academy players who have not made the cut as footballers. Yeah, and each well, individual no, he plays square. with them, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, they've not made the cut. So they're out on the on the chessboard. There you go. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see the ones that haven't made the cut because the ones he played weren't that good. <laughs> they're exhausted. No, but they are. <laughs> this is the great Fulham's academies he now. I know. I've been. I'm being mean. Don't be mean. I don't have a go at chess. <laughs> um, uh, Pete, um, staying in London. Yes. But outside the realms of football, you know those giant tunnelling machines that are currently <laughs> grinding their way through subterranean London to the make cross the crossrail? Yeah. The crossrail. Um, it's not financially viable for them to actually be taken back out of the ground, so they're effectively digging their own graves. Well, that's it, very poetic. It's, it's lovely, isn't it? They were designed just for that process Just for that well, process, and there's, yeah. there's the, and there's no way of getting them out again, or it's not really... They do that with um, diggers in, in Russian uh, like billionaire's houses. They just bury the um, diggers with there. them. It's really Easier. weird. The evidence. And... Um, and so I'm thinking, like, Philip McGatt's only friends are soil and rock. They're the, ones that, the only ones that understand the pressure, literal pressure, yeah. and, and, and the application and the toughness that you yeah, need yeah. to be, you know, a, a, a friend of Felix McGatt. That's so I'm right. just thinking, just one of them, really. Just, just Felix cupping his way through a... <laughs> And never coming out. out again. And, and, when he, and when he's gone far enough, just sleeping with the, with the rocks yeah. that he causes just brethren sleep. Returning to the earth. Like, sleep, like sweet Felix. Sleep. Andy Dufresne. Yeah, exactly. The football version of Andy Dufresne <laughs> behind a huge poster of Barbarella. <laughs> um, yep, it's what I thought you'd say. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I think massive tunnelling, boring machine. <laughs> I'd have him as a post off, post off, a post office owner, um, so he could give uh, young lads a very, very tough paper round. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of it, Where, where's I, our area? London, <laughs> you're in it. <laughs> at, at the moment, I'm I'm terribly jet lagged. I've had like two or three hours of sleep. We've just had a massive uh, meal, all four of us, and um, the idea of Philip McGat just mm. exhausts me. Has thinking yeah, thinking yeah. about <laughs> working with him yeah. just tires me out. I'm I'm, I'm in bits. It's weird because he he does look like the sort of guy that would run like a post office yeah, or, oh, yeah. or, or, or a news agent. Yeah. Like, and, and yeah, that juxtaposition is strangely terrifying yeah. when you realise what his methods are. Are you giving me the points, Jim? I'm not. No. <laughs> I'll take the points. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, let's move on to the Premier League. <laughs> Unbelievable. We won't see him again in the Premier League anytime soon, will we? Well, you never know. Mm. Um, but we won't see him on Merseyside. And that's where Liverpool and Everton drew one or they tend to play those games in Liverpool. Mm. Um, Phil Jagielka. Oh. With an absolute drop kick, Bobby Dazzler yeah. of a goal, <laughs> outrageous! It was brilliant. If you don't support Liverpool, if you support any other team in the world, that was a brilliant, brilliant moment. <laughs> yeah, so we'll go down in history as a great Merseyside derby moment for sure. It was just... to score that goal at that time in the game in that particular fixture. Yeah. I think it was at the cop end as well. It was. He's not going to. He's not going to need to buy a drink in there on the streets of Everton <laughs> ever again. Did you, did you see Gary Neville on Monday Night Football doing a full kind of like? I think you should have saved that. 
And they, and, and, oh, that's because the keeper the, the wrong arm he and, went with. Well, he went with the wrong arm, and also his positioning wasn't great. And also, he says that his his body position is too low. And, and he a made half, a compelling he made a compelling argument. I think fifty nine mile an hour half volley into did, the top corner. Well, did you say, did, you didn't fair, see had a long time to see him like you know gearing up for All it. Right, and he, he was and he was badly positioned. He in, may have done the, better. Should have saved it on another day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Gary never went through a couple of other situations, yeah. similar situations where um, the, the, his body stance is way too low for a goalkeeper mm. with with not quite so much range as others and it was quite good because he actually stepped from behind the desk and did a full kind of did he um, leap for one he, he, well, he, he sort of <laughs> showed, showed how, how, to be, how to be a goalkeeper <laughs> but do remember really though Pete that this, Gary Neverwood there is in a situation where he is professionally picking holes in Liverpool so <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, will find true. something he's a pig in shit isn't he? I, I think <laughs> I, I saw this analysis as well and I, I thought whilst it was pretty harsh on, on Neville's part and the examples he showed, he showed a couple of Neuer examples, and the ones he showed from memory were sort of pretty much down Neuer's throat. I mean, they're directly above yeah. him. Of course, Neuer's a world's best goalkeeper yeah. as well. But, and I'd say this with the caveat of that it was smashed at 61 and out on the half <laughs> off, off the crossbar. Yeah. Right. I would agree that and I actually instinctively thought at the time that Minya had a lot of time to see that. Mm. Yeah, or at, and, least, or at least get a strong hand to, or, or a get a paw yeah, to it, even if he wouldn't save it, as long as he gets a touch on it. But initially, it, it, looked, out of initially it looked to me like it was one of those classic for the camera saves, do we just tip them over the bar? Yeah, it looks yeah. amazing, but it's not difficult. Of mm. course, in um, seeing it again, it was. I, I, I sort of don't really want to take anything away from it, because <laughs> it's Jackie Elker, he's well, not going to score many yeah. of them. What I would say is I think that... Um, I didn't see that coverage, but I've no doubt, and that's what Neville's there. He's talking about if you want to be the world's best. He was almost a little bit embarrassed that he was doing it. No, but he was I sort d- of saying, "Look, I know I'm going to get pelters about yeah. this." But-, but all joking aside, I'm sure I'm sure he's he's got it there. But but I would like to therefore congratulate Mignolet. He's obviously not unlike Rod Fanny, an an enemy of football. No, exactly. He's probably thought I could push this over the bar, but my <laughs> he goodness. stood there thinking he's about to save it, and yeah. he's thinking. Big picture. The it, big picture it, it, is, yeah. is football is the winner. <laughs> Phil Jagielka's not going to score a goal like no. this again. Let's and, let him have this. And, who am I to and, save this? And he he's wink- my Liverpool brother. Yeah. One, one city. Mm. That's yeah. right. One he, dream. And he, and he looked at Jags, winked at him, and that's why Jags didn't celebrate that much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and as he died for it, he's, just, he's, not, he's pretended to die for it, and as he's done it, he's looked around at the cop and just gone, let's share a stadium. And they've all nodded. Let's share a moment. Yeah. Let's share a future. Um, sorry for calling Jagielka Jags there, everybody. Why not? <laughs> I think that, that same criticism of, of Minulate applies way more to Tim Howard for Gerard's free kick. Well, His positioning was. Well, the analysis yeah. of that by Carragher was really good, saying he was bouncing. He didn't see the ball till very late. He, he was bouncing. If you saw the Carragher coverage, mm. Howard was bouncing, getting himself ready to, t- to save the, the free kick, but he was still bouncing after it was taken. Is that yeah. why Gary Neville did a response? So Carragher was having a go. Oh, you're hard. Right. Well, what about this? <laughs> Neville's like, he's like, go on then, Gary, what can you do? Well, it's funny you say that because yeah. I've been up for three nights. Was he doing the Poznan? Yeah, it looked like he was. <laughs> bouncing up and down. He did, the a really, way. he did a really good piece of analysis where he said, look, if you freeze frame it here, mm. Howard only actually lands back on his feet at this point. When the ball's pretty And much the, ball, the ball's gone over the wall. <laughs> it's over the wall at that point. Brilliant. So it's, it's really good. It's really always good it's always a funny one when a goalkeeper bounces. Uh, I remember, I think it was Chris Woods maybe for Sheffield Wednesday against Arsenal in the League Cup final, and he was bouncing. And I, I think it was League Cup final, I mean, 91, 92 round then. And uh, somebody, it was knocked to the side, and someone hit the free kick in the top corner. And the way he was bouncing, and he bounced to one side, and as the ball was hit, he was kind of in midair, 
And it, I mean, right. it was it was a great goal. Almost wrong-footed. You but know, yeah, you, it, you've, you've got a recovery to make, and then yeah. your muscles have to strengthen again to exactly. Now there must the be a, yeah, there must be a reason why goalkeepers bounce. Obviously, if it's, 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 it's utter stupidity. It's a lot of it? fun, Marcus. Yeah. yeah, that is true. Have a Try bounce. It. Have a bounce. Try have it. a go. Yeah. Have a go right now. That, should we all have a bounce? Yeah, no, I don't think we should. <laughs> well, they are, and uh, <laughs> and they look as though they're having a bloody good yeah. time. But we've got to. We've got to talk about... He was still bouncing when you moved to the next link. Let him. That's like Tim Howard. Let <laughs> him. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, Gerard did score the free kick. He's had a lot of criticism. People say, oh, he's answered his critics. But yeah. scoring at a set piece <laughs> is not answering <laughs> critics, <laughs> is it? Because no one's ever uh, suggested that He can still that's... be doing that when he's 50. That's mm. right, yeah. I think 16 of his last 17 goals have been from set pieces. But piece, Rogers made a decent point, did he not, where he said everyone's having a bit of a go at Gerard, And he said... Um, but it isn't it interesting. Players that are shit as well. <laughs> uh, not what he said. Um, maybe what he meant. But he, he did say that people are man marking Gerard. So if he's not that good anymore, why are they giving him special attention? Mm. Do you not think? I, I sort of think that he was criticised very heavily um, by me as well as a year or two, maybe about eighteen months ago. And mm. actually, last season he was pretty strong. Um, but there, are, I mean, there is inevitably going to come a time when he's not going to be able to perform at that level anymore. Mm. And when he's not surrounded by players behind him. Or at the moment, even necessarily in front of him, mm. who are performing at a very high level. Yeah. I mean, Liverpool have got to be very careful. I mean, they didn't concede a stupid goal against Everton. Fine, that's an improvement because they've been doing that this season. But then Everton have been in horrible form, really horrible form. Yeah. So, okay, you could look at it and say, well, Liverpool have got a great record in the Merseyside derby, which they have, and they've conceded a worldie there. Fair enough, you can't do anything about that. As far as I'm concerned, if a guy is striking the ball from that far out, the defenders are doing their job, and the keeper's, and a defender the keeper's well. got to save it, or it goes in the top corner and fine, you can't do anything about that. But Liverpool can't afford for their forward players, and in many ways, Gerard. Gerard does supplement the forward play because he's he's looking to to make key passes and stuff. They can't afford to not be on their point with that because the defence is so poor at the moment. And when you play in the middle of the park and you're a player of that reputation, then obviously the the, the tension is going to be focused on you, mm. especially at his age. So and, it's understandable, really. And I, th- I, th- I think parallels can be drawn with someone like Frank Lampard, who is still on top of his game, even though he's got... He's Four got goals a, in a week for Lampard. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? But well, I, I would look more to their performance against Middlesbrough to, to, to be more troubling than their performance against Everton, because you're always going to lift yourself for a derby, but yeah. that, was a, that was a strange performance in midweek, I think. I'm, I'm glad I you mentioned that, Peter. I've got a few little uh, factoids here for you. They obviously beat um, Middlesbrough in the League Cup, with 14-13 on penalties. Brilliant shoot. Um, but, um, it just, was a really good match. Did you see how, yeah. how, how well um, Middlesbrough played? There was a cutback from uh, Tomlin in the in yard box. He sort of just turned... There was three defenders around him yeah. and he cut back and did this beautiful cutback mm. to uh, Clayton and he just he just kind of skewed it wide a little bit. <laughs> yeah. If that had gone in, that would have been my favourite goal of the season. It was a good game, but it was a better penalty shootout. It was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. But um, it's it was a little off the highest scoring penalty shootout... Uh, Tally since penalty shootouts began. What penalties taken or scored? Scored. Okay. We'll go scored right. first. Um, so uh, according to Reuters, Argentinos Juniors beat Racing Club 2019 in 1988, <laughs> and that was a time when I think uh, Argentinian league games couldn't be drawn, so they'd always go to penalties. Wow. Right. So they had enough practice, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. There's no wonder they, they went. There was only five kicks missed there. But according to the Guinness Book of Records, the longest penalty shootout was in the 2005. I'm sure you all know the 2005 Namibian Cup final when KK Palace, thank goodness, is only two Ks, beat Civics 17. 16, but 15 kicks were missed. Wow. wow. <laughs> that's entertaining. That That's entertaining, well, well, I, Did you see how clinical the uh, Borough uh, finishes were? For oh, the yeah. Penalty, so. They were, like, 
far and away better than Liverpool. There was a great pen- penalty. Oh, did I say, did I say <laughs> that's fine? Did I say, pen- it's that did part I say of the penalties world. or did I say penalties? It's that part of the world. That's where all the people who say penalties come from. Well, well, Chris Chris I, I, thought had, I thought we had a blanket penalties. We always use penalties. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah, okay. Don't listen to Jim. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, but going back to, to Liverpool Everton quickly. Um, We've got to mention Tim Howard's save from Balotelli's chance, which yeah. came off the bar. What a save that Brilliant, was. Yeah, Just fantastic. launched himself in, in front of him. I, wonder, I, I do fear for, for Liverpool going forward. I don't want to sort of labour the point too much, but I thought Lallana and Markovic were both pretty poor as well. I mean, Markovic mm. those best times coming off the bench, but he's not really done off a lot yet. Now, I know he's young and he's still adapting, and, but Lallana, to me, doesn't look like a Liverpool player at all. He's, I think he's just too ponderous with the ball, um, too slow, not... not at all suited to what they like, and I wonder if Balotelli slows their play down a little bit as well. Mm. He's not he's obviously scored that goal in the Champions League, which was a nicely taken and finished, but he's not hit the ground running. I mean, if you look at someone like Costa, maybe it's unfair to compare him to, to Costa, who's probably one of the world's best strikers. Um, God knows what he's going to be like when his hamstrings are working again, mm. by the way. <laughs> um, but I don't know if Balotelli's had, had such a great start. I mean, he's been okay. No, I mean, part of the challenge for Liverpool, though, is more with Rodgers than it is with those players almost because they are very different than and the very successful and exciting team that they've, they've just moved on from. So mm. he's got to make them click. Almost in, like reinvent in, in them in a, in a different way. way. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't do the same thing again because the personnel's so different. So that's all, the job, really, isn't it? Do you think also, Jim, they've, they've made a bit of a rob for their own back? Because now a lot of people are thinking, well, they need to go one step further and win the title this season. Yeah, absolutely. And they're already nine points behind Chelsea. And it's very ridiculously early days, but I mean, Chelsea aren't going to drop that many points, and Liverpool need... If Liverpool aren't careful, they could be out of the title race by December. Yeah, indeed. It well, could be over for well, them. they're 13th with seven points from yeah. six matches, and Everton 14th as well, six points, six matches. But Everton South- have had a really poor start. But yeah. Southampton, on the other mm. hand, they're up in second, 13 points, only three behind Chelsea. Is their fantastic start uh, of the season is, is, is showing no end, Luke Moore, I'm sure. You'll yeah, must be loving it. Um, <laughs> I'm not loving it, no, I think I'm, it's annoying me, but they're, they're, playing, they're playing really well. And, they are, and, I mean, even Koeman himself said... Yeah, I, it, it, it was very honest of him in an interview and someone asked him, did you expect this? And he sort of looked around and went, not really, no. Um, <laughs> don't know what to say. I'm quite embarrassed. The, the rationale behind thinking that they could possibly struggle this season was, I think was pretty sound. I mean, they lost a lot of their good players. They the, lost manager. the manager. There was no, um, by, in any way, there was no... Um, Inkling that, no. that Kuman was automatically going to be successful. I mean, no, he's not really not. hugely experienced as a manager. I mean, he's not managed an awful lot of different places. The Premier League, of course, is a very tough league. The good thing Southampton have had, and I don't mean this in a way to take anything away from them because they've been very good, is they've had quite kind fixtures. And they don't actually, their fixtures don't get tough. They're away to Spurs next, but I don't think they've got any really seriously difficult games till. I think it's not to the end of November or something. Mm. Right. But the amazing thing is they've carried through the momentum from last season, like despite moving their mani- losing their manager uh, and so many of their players and having all this doom and gloom around the club. But that feeling of freshness and excitement and the, you know, the attacking style that they have has kind of carried through that. So it's, Some great goals in that game as well. Oh, my God, goodness, two absolutely world-class goals. It's a shame a for Charlie minutes. Austin because yeah. his goal was immediately overshadowed by a similar and better one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, Austin's one, well, the way he took it down and spun and scored. Two great feet. Was Superb, yeah. and then two minutes later, was it Pella, who's had a, a very um, a rich vein of form of late, scored an even lovelier one. Yeah, right into the corner. There's talk of him being called up to the national side, isn't there? Pella? Yeah, to the Italian side. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he he went round a few clubs in Italy, did Pella, and he, a few loan deals, and whatnot. Never really kind of happened for him. He did okay, but it was at Feyenoord when he he clicked into place, mm. and then obviously he's, he's carried that on in, in in the Premier League. Part of what you have to look at, I suppose, with Southampton is clearly their scouts are very good and doing a very very good job. Yeah. 
Mm. And, and of course, their academy. I mean, the, yeah. the, the guy who heads up their academy has moved to Fulham. He'll regret that. Well, maybe not so much now. I don't know if it, affects, it doesn't affect his job, though. I suppose part of the money, the financial side of it, it might do. Yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, but but uh, but I, I mean, Klein's it looks like he should be I, called I, up to the I, England squad any time mm. soon. He, well, he should be England's right back. Yeah, he shouldn't. Uh, I firmly believe, and I said this. Well, Stones the, is a good player, but Klein looks absolute well, mustard, mate. Well, well Stones is a is a you know is a central. He'll be a central mm. defender mm. in the long term, and, and probably so will Chambers. But the, 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 I said before the World Cup, there's no reason that Daniel Klein shouldn't be in the squad. Yeah. I think now. Now, it's difficult because international football is different. Nathaniel Klein should be England's right back. Yeah, I mean, who yeah. else is going to play? It's yet? the team he plays for, though, isn't it? It's, it, it, it massively. It, and, and, well, it's, and, it's, and that, that kind of accusation has been levelled at. Uh, but Lalana and Lambert, yeah, Lambert and, and, and Rodriguez got a call up. I mean, yeah, but, and that, yeah, but that was in their proper like crazy season when uh, Southampton really. But Luke really was saying that he, he should have got called up for the World Cup, which was off the back of that season, but perhaps maybe he didn't feature as much and he wasn't scoring goals, Peter. Well, if, for, if, Lala, if, if, they, if Southampton only had Lalana in, in, mm. in their forward line as a kind of like standout footballer, I don't think he'd get picked. Yeah, and the problem is, the problem is, there's a massive culture in this country when it comes to national team selections. Where once I think there's an unspoken type of thing that once you've been picked for a number of squads and you play for a big team, you just get picked. Yeah. So the is much more likely just to continue to get picked. Yeah. Even if even those form and it has dropped off, I think. He's, well, he's had that injury, and now he's not really. Mm. I mean, maybe it's unfair to judge him at this early stage. But you, you, you're right to all intents and purposes. The thing with Klein, though, sorry, it's, it's just that. You know, he he's there's no one there better. There's, and if you if you are if you are going to pick someone else at right back for England at the moment, because Glenn Johnson's got this injury problem, you're picking other inexperienced players. Yeah, so yeah. why not just pick the best performing <laughs> oh, no, one? No, because if, if we if we started picking squads for England on form, Nathaniel Klein would be in the team. Yeah. He would be, and it's it's a complete joke that he's not at least a, a run out and a friendly. And yeah. my goodness, he can hit a long ranger. <laughs> he's got that, a lovely technique goal against us lovely technique yeah. something I mean, else brilliant. just like a rocket off yeah. his boot what I was going to say was that quite often in international football you see it, it's an advantage if there's a group of players within a squad that have played together at club level mm. like, and obviously at the highest level with Spain and Germany that's the case but like that does translate elsewhere as well so that makes it even more mental mm. that Klein's overlooked when there are so many of his teammates or at this point former teammates in the squad well especially when he was he was trying out James Milner at right back in a yeah exactly that's but then I suppose you could argue that he's only got a certain amount of midfielders. I, I don't know. I think it's poor. I think Klein should definitely be in there. Mm. But Southampton, they, they are doing fantastically well. Um, QPR is, is a little bit worrying for them. I mean, we, we go mm. back to what we said, as many others did at the start of the season when they lost 1-0 at home to Hull, was it? Yeah. And, you know... you well, they I missed mean, a penalty, didn't they? As well, yeah, they yeah. did miss a penalty. I mean, I mean, Austin scored again there, so at least he's um, beginning to find his scoring touch in the league. Um, but you do, and then especially is that when one of their players is being um, wrongly accused of, of stealing cheese. It's not ideal, is it? Mm. From from t- not not cheese really related stories yeah, recently. There is, yeah. yeah, I know. Really? Well, Stephen Corker, he was wrongly accused of stealing a tub of Philadelphia cheese from Tesco last week. Um, there was a, a confusion over payments. He left the, he left the shop and then he, was, he turned around to come back in. Police were straight on him, handcuffs. I'm fairly wow. certain if that happened, if I was in that sort of mix up, which is likely to happen, yeah, then I, the police wouldn't come. No. It's very yeah, weird. But we would talk about it on the ramble. Yeah, Very we good. would definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I tell you, I almost, I almost stole a massive bag of cat litter by mistake the other day because it was on the hook on my trolley and I didn't yeah. declare it at the grocery because mm. I completely declare forgot about it. Declare. <laughs> declare. Well, you know when you have to pay everything on the conveyor belt away lately? I just completely forgot about it. And the woman not was declaring like, it, I was paying for it. And the woman was like, oh, um, <laughs> shall I take that? I was any, like, other, oh, yeah, sorry. any other business? The point, <laughs> is, the point is I didn't get arrested. It would have been funny if you had I imagine the police weren't even called. Did you get a Tesco stamp, though, on your passport? It was Sainsbury's. Oh, Sainsbury's. 
So and the joke's on you. Other supermarkets are there for your use. <laughs> Wait, just the police kind of like go, drop the cat litter, and you go, no, I'm going to dehydrate everyone. Just <laughs> no, throw I was it going, yeah, it's really heavy, I will drop it. <laughs> a North London derby, that happened. Mm. Arsenal, um, they're, uh, they're full two points off, um, or two points in front of Spurs, who were in eight. Um, uh, Ramsey out for a month, that was a bit of a shame. Um, but what about the overall performance, Jim? It's, uh, it's Spurs a funny played one. all right, They didn't did they? play all right, but I still feel they were there for the taking. We should, should really have won that game, I think. I'm, I'm yeah. very confused as to why Alexis Sanchez didn't start the game. I that was think an he odd had one. a bit of a rest in midweek as well. Like, oh no, he did play actually, um, but still, like it's you know your, your big new signing has been playing very well and scoring a lot, making a big difference, and he, he's on the bench for most of the game, which seems really odd. Um, Danny Welbeck's Danny Welbeck's air shot was, that was amazing, fun, wasn't it? That was <laughs> oh, I love that. That England, led to a goal. Striker Danny Welbeck, yeah, it's just incredible. Isn't what it? a dummy! I know, <laughs> absolutely. And the, the dummy for the finish wasn't bad either. Spurs look so resilient, though. I think they, they look so organised at the back. Kabul, Kabul was in particular, yeah. an absolute hero in that game. They've not looked very good at the back up until that point. No, mm. they haven't, which yeah. is why I thought it was mm. quite impressive. And the, and the Arsenal Kabul was goal, very good, yeah. The Arsenal goal was a little bit of a scramble. But yeah. the, the reason I actually thought Spurs, their game plan was quite good. They, I mean, obviously, they always concede more possession to Arsenal, especially at the Emirates. But they, they, they sat off Arsenal. They, they soaked up the pressure. And actually... They did have a few opportunities, especially in the first half. And they, if they'd have been more clinical, yeah. the game plan would have worked. I mean, they were very I don't clinical. Think they were very clear cut chances, though. Well, no, but the as in, were, when I say that, I think the game was Spurs, there for taking. Ours were certainly Spurs. Well, I don't remember Arsenal having too many clear cut chances. Spurs should have had clear cut chances. The final pass was was Spurs terrible. Spurs had the better game plan. I think they thought because if you look at um, Northland derbies more recently. Um, Wenger, I, I think I'm right in saying last year. I forget which one it was, but there was certainly a game last year where Wenger. We seem to be very fine with just Spurs having the ball. Mm. He thought, well, they've got no cut in here. It's not going to hurt us. Yeah. But Pochettino's game plan this time around was clearly to defend deep mm-hmm. and rely on that Arsenal couldn't unpick that lock and hit him on the break. Yeah, and, and also... And, and I think he, he, he would tactically push here. It's negative football. I didn't really particularly like watching it. Um, and I'm not sure if I'd like my team to set up like that against the fiercest rivals in, 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 in football. But it well, sort of worked. worked. And, yeah, and, sort and of I worked. think sometimes Arsenal kind of lose a little bit of their, their, their thread when they're, um, when they're faced with something like that. They don't yeah. really have a plan B. They're like, well, we can't get through when we're playing how we usually play. There's not really... Mm. And also, in a game like that, that, nerves are very high. Tension's very high. So a game like that, a game or a... Tactic like that might lead to mistakes, which mm. it did. Like now, Flamini has been criticised a lot for giving the ball away um, when Chesney kind of threw it out to him quite early. But after we'd made that mistake, there were chances for Arsenal to recover from that. Flamini himself even seemed to have an opportunity to try and try and get the ball away, but but didn't manage it. And it's yeah. such a preventable goal. Well, that's that's, goal that's so frustrating. There are already when, Jim, you know as well as I do. I mean, people will always use someone as a scapegoat, but there are already always always more than generally. More than one mistake leading to it a was, goal. There was, you know. it was a good 30 seconds before the ball was yeah. in the net. Well, that's exa- exactly yeah. what I mean, but it's, yeah. it just seems. Sorry, I guess the point I'm making is that there were, there were lots of opportunities to not mess it up, yeah. uh, which Arsenal didn't take. And it's we're not playing particularly well this season. There's mm. been a few games here and there, but really need to up the level of performance. I thought those three Spurs players, Ericsson, who got the ball, slipped it to Lamella, mm. got rid of it very yeah. quickly to show it. I thought woken they up. pounced on that Flamini mistake superbly yeah. well. And Actually, I know what you mean there, Jim. Um, and Flam- Flamini, Ericsson immediately um, gave it to uh, uh, Lamella. And normally Flamini would have just taken the book in and chopped him. Yeah. Flam- uh, Lamella got rid of it so quickly yeah. that he didn't give him the opportunity. And Chadley finished. I-, I thought it was, from a Spurs point of view, they really, really pounced on that. And, and, and yeah, it was very efficient. I'll tell you, mm. one of the other highlights of the game for me was that save from Lloris. Yeah. Yes. From that header. Absolutely. What a save yeah. that was. 
Not many keepers in the world that would amazing. Is that the point blank ridge where he just put his hands up? Yeah. And he just no, the, the, no, the save dive down to the left. Oh, right. Really right, right. Yeah. But the, th- the trouble is for Spurs is that you know that that's not a bad result. Obviously, it's just, they'll be slightly annoyed that they they never. But their record, the Emirates, up. is really poor. Isn't it, it is for poor, but you know better performance. But but off, you know the other week it was they lost at home to West Brom. Yeah. And Spurs fans talking to one or two of them, they're just like, here we are again. Yeah. Losing at home, a game that you should win, and then actually go away from home, have a decent game plan, and, and get something out. Yeah, of the but game. Just, I would say it was more upsetting for Arsenal. Fans, to be to be quite honest, because how they um, how they played last season, Chelsea and Man City are pulling away so so, so quickly now. I, teams like Liverpool, teams like Arsenal are not going to get a, a shout really. I think Ramsey being out for a little while. I do worry about Arsenal's kind of diagnosis for, for certain. Yeah. Well, well, Ram, well, Ramsey, well, Ramsey lost. Uh, they've got a terrible injury record, and they always have, I think, yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah. But Ramsey last season, he hurt his thigh. They said he was going to be out for a few weeks, and it yeah, ended up being like three yeah. months. It was, I, mean, I, I do worry about their, the way they diagnose their rate. They always it, it, it might just be they're going to public coaching. Mm. Shad Forsyth, he's an American guy that's been working with the German national team. So uh, who knows what's going on there? Like, we, there's a new guy in who's been brought in to, to change this problem. So I don't know what it is. Who knows? People always say it might be the training pitches, but they're an exact replica of the Emirates pitch. So but you're, but you're right there, Pete. Because yeah. I mean, Walcott, you know, Oxley Chamberlain's had injuries. Giroud's out injured. You know, obviously yeah, Ramsey, Giroud, Wilshire. Giroud broke his foot trapping a ball, basically. <laughs> Madness. There's yeah. talk that there's a Spurs shirt buried in the concrete of the Emirates and that it's cursed, <laughs> and that might just actually be true. They said that about when um, St. Mary's was built, someone put a Portsmouth shirt in there. I think that's, that's a rumour that goes around. Didn't, they, did, didn't, didn't some um, builders get caught doing that at uh, Southampton? That's what I think. I think that's what I'm afraid. Like quite to. recently, oh, was it? but okay. there was a video of them actually putting it in oh, there, was there? And, okay. and they put it on YouTube, and then they instantly got fired. And then, yeah. you know, they and that building company and never got another contract ever again. Professional. Well, yeah. If we're going on curses, then there must be an England shirt buried um, outside Wembley, of course. So. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Manchester United beat West Ham two one. Well, there's a team with injuries, and they've got eleven mm. injuries now. That's I mean, right. I mean, it goes back, back to my client point, by the way. Mm. Tigger Man United. There's talk in the paper the other day. Now, of course, it might only be paper tour that Tyler Blackett's going to be fast forwarded into the England squad it's like he's a Man United player it's mad he's a Man United player it is quite mad where's Paddy Paddy McNair from yeah Yeah. (laughs) get him in there yeah Yeah, I know he's Northern Irish regrettably Mm. Um, but uh, but they did win they they were lucky because Kevin Noble uh, Kevin Noble. Noble. Sorry, Kevin Noble. Noble. The running wow. order as well. Yeah. That's why you said Kevin it. Kevin Nolan buddy. scored scoring, a goal. Scoring the most Kevin Nolan goal. Yeah, that's right. Did the chicken, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was onside, wasn't he? He was onside. Was yeah. he onside? Well, though? it looks onside to me. His head, I mean, I, I think it's. It, it, can we go on heads? It's heads, isn't it? Well, I it's th- the part of the body you score it with. Right. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's offside then. Mm. Fair mm. enough, Luke. Yeah, I think that's right. Because I was never sure if it was your standing position. It used to be um, clear daylight, didn't it? It used to be another couple of different things, but I'm pretty sure now... We'll get a lot of emails saying I'm talking bollocks probably, but I'm pretty sure... No more than usual. No, exactly. (laughs) Uh, They'll they'll just get lost in the noise. uh, (laughs) We've got a special folder. I'm pretty sure it was the part of the body you scored it with, I think, so it it was a correct decision. But But, I I think Sam, I think uh, Bookshum and uh, Nolan, I think silly to comment on the offside rule if they clearly hadn't seen it, because if they'd seen it, they'd probably have gone, oh, he was offside. It annoys me. The best thing that... really annoying. It's really annoying that managers don't realise this, but the best thing they can do... When they get, a, of course, I understand they're under pressure and stuff. When they get a decision against them, which is the correct decision, mm. the best thing they can, they automatically want to argue it. But what they yeah. should do is agree that it's the right decision because then when there's something gone against them, yeah. 
actually wrong, mm. it'll have more weight. Because but if, then what if they complain, I, th- I guess? I think Steve Bruce realised this a while back. Because Steve Bruce, when he was managing at Birmingham and, mm. and one or two other places, he used to moan about everything. He's, he's and now he, a lot less He doesn't now. And I mm. think because he thinks that if I do moan when it's legitimate, mm. I'll get a lot more credit for it. <laughs> I'll get a lot more... Pro, uh, the boy who cried attention. wine. Exactly. Yeah, but I don't think either way it makes any difference because you're talking about stuff that's already happened in the past. So, I mean... No, but another, I think if you've got a reputation for moaning about everything, it's just lost in, in the noise yeah, a little I mean, bit. Speak- oh, whatever, he's moaning again. Yeah, but and then the referee, the referees are human beings, you know, they'll hear about that as well. Mm, yeah. And, and uh, you know, we, we, blimey, we've seen Mourinho do it quite overtly, trying to influence yeah. referees before the kickoff. Mm. I, th- I, I, I do think if you come across as like a, a decent fella and all the rest of it, a referee, you never know, they might give you the slight um, benefit of the Speaking of things that happened in the past, I'm annoyed uh, that Sam made us feel really old. Diego Poye playing for oh, the yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sam, I was like, Oh, come on. Son. I know. Come on. Yeah. I know. That eh? didn't make me feel old. My goodness. Uh, Rooney scored and he was sent off. Mm. Oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> Funny how. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it, was, it looked like. I don't know if this was just me, but when I saw the. the the, the footage of the game in the actual, in real time it looked like it was quite an innocuous sort of like bundle into him and I thought oh that seems harsh and then I saw the replay I was like oh my <laughs> that was just like, that was just I was so lazy anyone else love it because you could see what he was trying to do <laughs> yeah, well, yeah exactly because it would have been a yellow if he'd have just if he'd have added enough acceleration well if he'd had added enough acceleration just bundled, bundled him off the ball or just maybe just yeah. put in a foot but it was just kind of like that kind of Piss! I've seen you do them before, yeah. Carlos. <laughs> His idea and, of taking and then, a book and then look at the amazing. referee and go, "He's just too quick for me." He's going, "Well, don't kick him then." Yeah, I'm not. I'm not an international captain, to be fair. When I say someone's too quick, when someone says, "Well, I say someone's too quick for me," it's generally because they are too quick. For me. <laughs> did, did you hear what John Watson said? It was amazing. What was that? You know, John. It gets to the point now. John Watson's a national institution and other stuff, but he shouldn't really be doing like live stuff. <laughs> no, and, and they just when when he does live commentary of a game and it's then put on highlights, they don't. See to crib it or edit it or anything. Yeah. It went, the, the words he Shouldn't uttered. Exactly. Well, exactly. That's my point. <laughs> the words he uttered when it happened were about Rooney. It's a kick, and it's gone in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, the, the that's the sort of thing that someone who's hitherto <laughs> complete unaware of the sport before has got. Okay, so just describe what's happening. It's, it's a kick, and it's gone in the wrong place. <laughs> I'm fairly yeah. certain this isn't part of the game. John, you're a 50 years broadcaster. He started. He started calling um, De Gea De Gea. Mm. Yeah, which is weird. After, maybe, the maybe Van, got... after the Van Gaal BBC sort of style decision, yeah. but then Rude Hullett is now Gullet in the studio. No, is he? Yeah, 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 they call him Rude, Rude Gullet. Oh. And then Van Hal, Van Gaal on the television <laughs> when he was interviewed by uh, Harry, Harry Lineker. Lineker. <laughs> yeah. um, in, in, in an interview, he calls him David De Gea. It's just, it's just, just, just go with the hitch. We've it's always a, gone with the hitch. Yeah. It's a phonetic detritus. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a bloody nightmare. But again, a lack of con- concentration just after the goal almost oh. led to, to, to a goal to, uh, to I like, West Ham. I like the way Rooney's thought process are so linear that they're like, I'm captain now, sorry, I've got to do something about this. <laughs> I would imagine oh. it's way less you know, eloquent than that. So almost mind. primal and caveman. Like, it captain. seems to be that his goal-scoring form is linked with this kind of prino... Like, <laughs> simmering primal rage within him like he can't score unless like he's how, like kicking shit as well I like how he thought it was less eloquent than that yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I Rooney kick now <laughs> I don't think Rooney is as, as, as thick as, he, as you guys think he is I, 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 just oh, think, I don't think he was I just was think so he thick. plays on the very edge of his wits and, and <laughs> you can't control it. I, th- I think he probably... Lots of top players do that. No, I think he we probably, ramble on the edge of our wits. There L- we are. Luis Suarez, mm. another one, Roy King. I think he yeah. probably thought, 
of Downing, he's, he's, he's having a good season and he's running at our back line. I'll help them out here. <laughs> I'll take the pressure off this defence and I'll just get a booking. And he's, and he's, but he's forgot how to get a booking in that yeah. situation. So he's gone, it doesn't it's matter what pumped. I do. If I bring him down now, if I punch him to the ground, it's just a booking. Because in, yeah. in his head, he's thought, this is I'm, what I am doing. I'm going to get a booking. I'm yeah. And I'm going to yeah. make sure I get a booking. That's Stuart Downing, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, who so, has a really, really good game. Yeah, again, again. Yeah, well, playing him inside. It was good against that's, Liverpool as well. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, the, that's the fashion these days, Jim, bringing, bringing these wingers inside. They still um, still look a bit suspect at the back. They conceded from a sort Two. of chaotic set piece Manchester again, United. Man United. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why Rooney did no, it. Absolutely, but like, there's a point where Daly Blind like, just hooked and lobbed pass over just after yeah, Rooney caught, had scored like towards his own goalkeeper. He's caught the disease, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He's only been there like he should, three he should, weeks. He should have like, put something on that. He it's should so have got funny. that on target. It's so funny how um, they are that type of team now like how the the whole attitude of a team has been completely lost because mm. they don't look like they can deal with any sort of attacking pressure mm. and of course the personnel involved is a, is a part of that but you've got some some experienced players in there I mean Rooney I mean we, we all saw what happened when Rooney sort of dropped in and tried to help out in quotes mm, yeah. but you know he's an experienced player and he's a captain you think he would be at least um Offering some sort of like experienced type attitude, saying that talking to the team before the game, yeah. I mean, he might be for oh, I know. But Lou Van Howe, for example, is a really experienced manager. It's weird how they can't deal with really simple things at, at home, especially. Because- I, just, I just think they're so top heavy, they've just yeah. got to go yeah. for it. They've just got to go for, for it every time. Do a Liverpool, try and try and start the game as quick as possible and as attacking as possible and then just deal with any defensive last lap, which are going to happen. <laughs> the last bit they're not doing, are well, they? 3-1 yeah, well, well, <laughs> against Leicester, they lost 5-3. Well, look at like, well, Paddy McNair, like, that smacks us de- of, of desperation, I think. It's, it's Felix, just, I'll it's tell just, you what it is, it's Felix Magat is what it is. <laughs> it's Magat. Be careful. There's the man. Yeah. There's the man who can bring him kicking and screaming back yeah. up to the top of the league. Yeah. Um, uh, well, they're, they're noisy neighbours. Manchester City beat Hull 4-2. Aguero, uh, and, sorry, sorry, Jekko, rather. I want to emphasise that one with a lovely goal. Mm. The first, two, I mean, the second one was good. proper world I preferred the first one. I think. Oh, the first one, I think, was more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. But the, there's a real deft touch for that second one. Yeah, it was a lovely Brilliant. One. I mean, Jekko, not long ago, seemed like he'd be on the move. And, mm. and he was very much not first choice. But he's just pivotal he, now. He hung on in there. And he, he said, no, I'm going to fight for the place. And, and, and by Jove, he did. And, and, his right one was left as well. I think it was. Yes, I think mm. you're right. I think especially you're right. to stand out in front of like uh, Aguero, who he sat out a third of last season. Yeah. He was still the top yeah. scorer at Manchester City, and, and he had and, a cracking game yesterday. And as well. Yeah, he, he's been or playing so somewhere. well the first few matches. Aguero, I mean, different class. I think, he's, I think he's, Saturday, um, Jim. Um, what, one of the days. <laughs> he's, I think he's he's he did score. He did League. score um, one less goal in the World Cup than. Um, uh, Fred, if we, if we <laughs> but, um, uh, but you could say Jacko fought off competition. Obviously, different Balotelli and one or two others yeah. for that for, for starting position for some time. I guess he's used to it, isn't he? He's yeah, been there a while now, and he's signed a new contract yeah. as well, hasn't he? So he's he's he's, he's certainly um, ingratiating himself in the club properly. Mangala didn't have the best of afternoons, did no. he? No, own goal and an own goal with away. a really attacking header. Yeah, <laughs> own goal was a brilliant away, sort of <laughs> kung fu penalty, a glow, channeling uh, John Waters. I think it was, yes. a, it was a it was a kind of like an inverse Rosinha, who I thought had a really really good game. He's just kind of a, a, yeah. he just he had, he had a really good one. So someone has to have a really bad one. <laughs> just yeah. to counteract. Just to, just to yeah. Say it um, Frank Lampard. What is what's I think it's been 
It's for the neutral. It's been great seeing him have this lone spell at City. Um, As I you said, four goals a week. According to Alan Green, four goals in a week. But I mean, Alan Green says a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, actually, I think it's four in six games or something like yeah. that for, mm. for, for Manchester City. Speaking of the weird sort of commentary of, of John Motson, there was a bit during the commentary of that game where Alan Green, sort of his accent, but also the sort of speed with which he speaks, um, made it sound like he said something different from what he had said. He he did say shoot deflected, but it really sounded like he'd gone shit. It's deflected. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Nice. But do you think with um, the, the Lampard's now at City, Manchester City, against uh, when he was playing for Chelsea, especially under Mourinho, very quite more of a functional side. Yeah. He was played in a deeper role. He wouldn't be able to get forward as much as he used to when he was in his pomp in, in his late twenties and, and early thirties. Whereas now we're seeing that kind of Lampard of old, perhaps a little. I mean, yes, these are games in which you know they. He's, he's also not starting games. No, he's not right? starting games. Yeah. Been, they beat Sheffield Wednesday seven yeah. 0 in the cup. So I, I do understand that. But he's got Fernandinho, uh, it's usually Fernandinho behind him, who does everybody's dirty work yeah. in that yeah. Manchester City team. But even Yaya Tour has actually been playing a little bit more deeper, hasn't he, um, so far? He's probably not got out of third gear yet in, yeah. this, in the season. I think so Lampard's, Lampard's been freed up, perhaps, I maybe? think Lampard's strength, though, has never been his pace as such. It's his positioning, isn't it? It's finding yeah. himself in front of goal like timing. That, so, But he's yeah. been ghosting into the box, and he, and he towards his, um, the end of his Chelsea career, didn't do that as much because of the aforementioned the reasons. So, I mean, if, if, obviously a lot of people have been very not necessarily a bad tactic, but I'm just saying for the neutral, it's nice to see Lampard do these things again. Absolutely. And a, a lot of people, as I was saying, have, in a very reactionary way, have said, oh, is it a mistake that like Chelsea have let him go when he's still got so much to offer? I mean, if you look at how Chelsea are playing now and the, the players they've got in that position, probably no. But mm. is it maybe a mistake from Lampard to have moved to, uh, let's, you know, with no disrespect to the MLS, obviously observe that that's a much lower level. Maybe well, you could have done a job somewhere else in Europe, at I, a higher I, I, level. But I just don't like the way that the MLS has always cuckolded every single time. They yeah. sort of they sign for, for a team and then they go, oh, can we have him back for a bit? Oh, where? Come on. <laughs> well, that's, that's more to do weird. with the, the seasons being at different times. I know, I know, but there's always rumours that he's, he's not going to... Now, now there's rumours that he's not even going to end up there. You know, It just seems weird. I think, from Lampard's point, weird. I think from Lampard's point of view, I don't... It's hard to say this without sort of... Um, Poo poo in MLS. I don't mean to do that, but <clears throat> Lampard's won everything he could win in the mm. club level. So yeah. he may not have the appetite to go to continental Europe. He may want the lifestyle of living mm-hmm. in New York. I mean, he may. I'd like to live in New York. It'd be great. And he'd be yeah. feeding so, David Villa on the pitch. Exactly. Yeah. Be all right. More on him later, by the way. Oh David yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, to, just to finish off about Manchester City and Lampard there. Um, perhaps the deal actually it was a part of the deal. He thought, you know, I, I don't want to play too much for another side. Obviously, Chelsea's his team. In England, uh, he was going to go to New York. The season doesn't start till later, as we know. Mm. They are a, um, a sister club, or however you want to call yeah. them, of Manchester City. And so thought, you know, they might just decide they're going to keep him. Yeah, well, no, no, no. But th- that's not the point I'm making. The point is that City already had it in place. Well, we'll have you. For he the... could have gone to Melbourne, of course, as well. Yeah. Right, I get which yeah. is what David Villa yeah, did. Indeed, yeah. Um, so uh, he, maybe that was a part of the deal, and he thought, well, well actually, yeah, playing with a, 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 a one of the to- another top team in England for six months or whatever mm. it might be quite well, nice. Mank Lampard. Manchester, eh? Man- Manchester City's on the west coast and New York's on the east coast, so just fly, fly back. Manchester and forth. on the coast, sort of. Well, it's on the, it's on the really. west and side of the country, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Not really <laughs> coast, the west though, and side of the country. <laughs> the west hand side, I don't think it's that, that that well-known seaside resort. Yeah. Oh, by the way, two hours sleep. I knew <laughs> two hours sleep. It, it, it does. You. It does change your geography, doesn't yeah. it? Really does. um, uh, indeed. Uh, I was quick. in the south hand side of Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get that one confused, eh? Yeah. World of trouble. Uh, West Brom beat Burnley 4 0. Big win for West Brom, giving Alan Irvin's men two wins on the bounce after a shaky start to the season, Luke. I still think they'll struggle. 
I think Burnley are poor, and Burnley are even more poor without Vokes and Ings. Yeah. And probably their best yeah. player. Like they were missing everyone. Well, yeah. they had a good defensive record until this match, um, but mm. they've still only scored one goal in uh, in six matches, Burnley, and winless. So, yeah. hopefully, the ginger Mourinho, Sean Dyche, can mm. turn that round there. I wonder what their sort of modus operandi is. I don't know whether they're doing a Blackpool where they just keep all the money and not bothering to try and sign players worthy. Mm. I don't want to be disrespectful to those players. Yeah, but he signed very promotion. few players before. Of so they've clearly not got yeah, the budget. He wasn't in the Premier League before, was he? No, but they've not got so much of the budget. Oh, come on. You, you, you get more money for finishing bottom of the Premier League now than you did mm. for winning it like two years ago. They've <laughs> got a lot of money. They haven't finished bottom yet. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> can, we pick, can we cash out now? Listen, look, <laughs> look at Pompey's example. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Just pay for it later. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, before we go abroad, to, uh, or, or north of the border rather, to Wales quickly, and Russell Slade uh, looks set to join Cardiff I mean, City. I mean, that is a This kind of a man known for his legendary kind of like. Yeah. Team talks. This is going to be another Phil Brown or Holloway. <laughs> Do you think? When Vincent Tan said he wants to break, he wants Slade to break Arsene Wenger's record of, uh, you know, what is it, eighteen years? Yeah. Terrible signings. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent Tan says a lot of things. Injuries. Uh, yeah. My favourite Vincent Tan quote from this whole story was uh, yes. he. Fi- the story finished with a quote from Tan, which he just said. If I sell Cardiff, I will buy another club in the UK. I love football now. He's bought a club down uh, Serbia way. Has he? I okay. so, yeah. There's a lot of talk of like the Rooney rule that the NFL um, use, you know, giving black managers kind of more prominence. I think dribbling yeah. maniac managers mm-hmm. should have equal prominence mm-hmm. in, in the um, kind of selection process yep. when it comes to um, finding a new managerial candidate. We should have absolutely. Well, you lunatics. mean owners? You mean owners? Or, owners or managers? Yeah, I think because okay. well, I, th- I, I do think that um, Slade. People are getting excited about Slade, and I, I. I mean, he's, com- he's done well at Lake Norris. Completely untested at that level. Of course he is. He's been, he's been around a long time, you know. And this is a guy that Vincent Tans apparently. Pe- Vincent Tans essentially saying, and with the obvious caveat that. You can't believe out. anything he says. <laughs> yeah. He said, the other managers, I've, I haven't chosen them and I've chosen Russell Slade for this job. But it's not. he's, ha- he's having to act as a consultant at the moment because there's some sort of legal dispute with mm. Leighton Orient. Oh, but, but then Leighton Orient, uh, it's very confusing. Leighton Orient were then threatening to fire him a few weeks ago oh, anyway. Wow. It was very odd. I don't know what's happening there. Oh, dear. We should get a fit and dribbly person's test in. Yeah. Uh, as <laughs> did you see the Vincent Tan stag weekend? <sighs> no. You might, no. might be able to go away. Yes, I did. That I was did. very strong. That all, was excellent. All work. dressed up as uh, Vincent Tan with the old shirt and tie, the wow. sunglasses with the Cardiff shirt over the top and the trousers really high. Very good. Not excellent. Excellent. I, don't, I don't normally approve of fancy dress as a concept generally, but that is that very was, good. That was spotless. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing fancy about it, mate. Nothing fancy about <laughs> it. Serious dress. Vincent <laughs> dress. <laughs> a yeah. serious dress stag do. Mm. <laughs> top draw there. Um, let's go to the Scottish Premiership. It, I mean, it's all going off, ladies and gentlemen. Dundee United are top with 19 points from eight games. Go on the tangerines. Go yeah, on the, them. The tangies. Um, the tangies. The terrors. The tangenios. Um, uh, Hamilton Academical, a wonderful name for a football club. Mm. Uh, not Academicals, Academical. Yeah. Scotland's strong for great names. Oh, yeah. I don't know if there's a country on earth as good. They're certainly up South there. South Africa. Africa. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know, but oh, yeah. I think Police Scotland's got a that. charm that's as... as Whatever as as South Africa's got, none of it's as good as Bonnie Rig Rose. Or <laughs> Bucky <laughs> Thistle. Yeah, Bucky, oh, Bucky Thistle's good. Dever- um, uh, what's, it? what's another one? Um, Deverin Vale. Yeah. Like that one as well. <laughs> the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah. Burnt oh, Island you, Shipyard Africa, Amateurs. Is, it, is, that, is that one as well? I think they're they around at Burnt Island Shipyard. Ghana's got one called The Strongest. Oh, that's Bolivia. Bolivia, Bolivia the, the Strongest. strongest yeah. the and strongest. is it Deportivo Wanker in Colombia? Peru. 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 Spelled FIFA, with an A on the end. In FIFA 96, there was a Deo 97, which Deo I think is the Deo yeah. um, company. Ghana have got Hearts of Oak. They're my Ghana yeah, yeah, Indeed, they are. I like this. We've just gone to the Scottish Premiership. Good names. Great names, guys. Great names. But yeah, the Hamilton Ackies are in second. Celtic down in fourth. 
Five points off the top. And they only managed a 2-1 oh, I wonder win. if they'll turn it around. They only managed a 2-1 win against St Mirren. Marcus, the side that have picked up three points all this season. I'm telling you, ladies and you're gentlemen. Wa- you're much more versed in this sort of stuff than me. But much do, more. Do you think that if Celtic don't win the Scottish nice. Premiership this year, it'll yeah. be the worst Celtic performance in living memory? Oh, yeah. Well, it has to be, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, no, there's no other like, traditional big team in there. Why you haven't said that? Like I said, it's pretty... my dandy dons. It is pretty tight at the top. Are they playing better football, though? Are they? Are is they? football getting harder to is play? Is it more enjoyable to watch? <laughs> <laughs> um, and in the Scottish Championship, I mean, not really much. The hearts are running away with it. Uh, six points at the top already with a goal difference of 18. After seven matches, no bother there. It'd be nice for next year for Dundee United to have a bit of competition at the top. The Tangiers. The Tangiers against the Jambos. Um, let's go abroad now to... The Liga. Um, uh, Villarreal 0, Real Madrid 2, Cristiano Ronaldo. He scored one, but he didn't manage to achieve um, the three hat-tricks in a row, which has never been achieved, I don't think. Mm. I th- he's obviously quite close there. I wow, think. Romero's definitely done it. <laughs> so is Pele. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you look at those records, it must have been a hat-trick every other game for those, to, to score yeah. a 1,000 goals in... Yeah. 200 games or whatever. Yeah. More than <laughs> no, I know it was more than 200 games. Um, uh, but of course, the big talk with Ronaldo is, is he going to go back to Manchester United in the not-too-distant Where has this come from? Yeah. This seems to just have come from that plane. Yeah, <laughs> why would he do this? Why is he doing this? Well, <laughs> uh, Seriously, if you are Cristiano Ronaldo and mm. you even had the option, which no one is suggesting that could happen, even if you have got the option, if you're Cristiano Ronaldo, why are you doing that? Well, what are they going to do? Play him at centre-back? Yeah. That's what but, they need. But look at, look at the... Think about got Ronaldo. Got a header on him. <laughs> yeah. He does, yeah. Um... Uh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? See Ronaldo at the back, like clearing yeah. the ball, becoming a sweeper. He, well, he probably he managed to shoot from like or go for goal <laughs> on the edge of his well, own box. Well, that's <laughs> the only way he's going to defeat Messi is by playing in a different position that Messi will never yeah, play. Yeah, that's in. right. Well, I mean, he's played. He's torn up another league, which Messi hasn't. Done. He's won everything at United already. He's won everything yeah. at Madrid. Exactly, but he's not going to go back to a team who are much worse yeah, than they were. Team, New York. He's always made noises about how he might go back yeah, one day. A team who he loves, who are in need of a savior. I but suppose they, so. Come on, look at the. Players they've got up top, yeah. though. Like, it's the last thing they need. Yeah, and it's all very well. You need a contractual to, guarantee that he plays every match. Yeah. He possibly could be playing. They're not in the top half of the league, are they, Jim? No, they're not. So they need a Saint and Saviour. Mm. Oh. And a plane is the way to get it. Yeah. Won't he be like 30 next year? Well, he's and 29 he's on, now. He's on a billion a week already. 385 grand a week, I think. <laughs> yeah, OK. Um, Transfer fee wouldn't be short, small, would it? It wouldn't be. I, I think Ian Balago was saying that he thinks it's a possibility in a couple of years because Ronaldo... <laughs> you may well, ladies and gentlemen, have seen his his Real Madrid record that was printed in, in the in the media recently. Um, twenty five hat tricks. Mm. I think he's three off De Stefano's record. He scored two hundred sixty four goals in two hundred fifty four games for the club, and he'll you know he's I think he's looking at Raúl's record of three hundred twenty three, which will probably take another season or two. And Raúl spent like twice as much time there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a man, and he's a man who, who knows his records. And he knows yeah, he's sickening, he seems sickening to really statistics. Enjoy beating them. But like we said before, because of Ronaldo and Messi, statistics were all over the place. Yeah, yeah they are. Absolutely you know, right. Like, they've gone to like pre-war level. Mario there's Gomez no, is going, no I scored 40 goals in a season the other day. Oh, give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Boy scored 75. Because Ronaldo's <laughs> got 11 and 6 so far this season, hasn't he? So he could, he could break uh, Messi's, that record Messi out, which is a phenomenal record a couple of seasons yes. ago. There's absolutely no value horrifying. in the market. In the statistics market. Doesn't Messi hold something like 135 individual records? I would Obviously, more fun. and more of them are sort of being vent- invented as people think of them, but... Mm. Crazy. Yeah, talking of hat tricks, Neymar got one. Yeah, for, Neymar's for really Barcelona. come to life. 
Yeah. I mean, he had a good season last season, but he really looks like Nobody the player knew they spent him. £50 million on. Nobody knew him before the World Cup. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. uh, do you hear Luis Enrique finds his players £300 for every minute they're late on match days? Yeah. And, that, and that's double for, for second offences, and then obviously goes up again um, for third offences. You're a lot of a fan of that, Luke. Yeah, I am, because I don't like people who aren't punctual. There you go, me. there you go. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, but Barca are, are top of the league despite dropping points uh, against Malaga the other the other game. Uh, they have, they haven't failed to have a shot on target. But Barcelona still haven't conceded a goal in the league, have they? Is that right? I don't think they have. No. Ooh, mm. There you go, Luis Enrique. Eh? Mm. Well done, sir. Um, Atletico Madrid beat Sevilla four mm. nil. Um, uh, Simeone was back from his eight match ban uh, touchline ban. Um, their previous results while he's been in the stands of nil nil um, and then two one two one wins two all and a one nil win. The big man's presence <laughs> certainly had an have had a really good start of the season. Know, That's the first game they lost. They were like, lads, he's going <laughs> to just back. be over there. Yeah. All right, for crying out loud. Yeah, One of the back. billions of reasons that I love Atletico Madrid for is that every time they score a goal, regardless of the context, it's like they've just won the league. <laughs> they, they celebrate yeah, more wildly than any there's, team can think of. It's the, severe, the severe manager um, called Simeone War Personified, which I think is really... <laughs> yeah, <isn't> that <laughs> should be his name but, from now on. But did you see the woman who was stood behind um, Simeone when he was up in the stands a couple of times? Um, mm. She was like a local celebrity. What's going to happen to her now? That's right, yeah. Get her down on the touchline. <laughs> mm. Get her down there. Um, Marvellous stuff. I mean, yeah, we, as others were, worried if they were going to burn out at Letico Madrid, but they've started well. Yeah. well so hopefully they, they, seem can... to go, they seem to go ahead in matches and then just kind of shut up shop, which is really nice. And mm. then they, they don't... Um, they don't leak goals. No, they certainly do not. Um, uh, let's go to Serie A. I don't think we've talked about Serie A much um, this season so far. Juventus and Roma are the, are the top two who um, uh, are looking like the, the, the two main candidates for the title this season. Carlos Tevez is playing very well indeed, mm. as we've come to expect from the little RG. Got a brace on, on the weekend. But it was all about Destro's goal for mm. Roma. What a beauty that is. Check that out, ladies and gentlemen, if you I, can. I can't understand how he got so much pace on it when he hit it so high. I mean, how far out? 45, 50 yards? It, it just goes up and then like an exocet missile, yeah. straight down. Dip. Weird. Like a torpedo. Like a chicken dipper. Mm. <laughs> Better than a torpedo, perhaps. Does it more justice, Delicious. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolute peach, that was. Mm. Roma going well at Mycon and Ashley Cole fullbacks. That's great. There's a pair of fullbacks for you. Well, Ashley Cole will be playing against uh, City, won't he? He will do. Mm. They, I, I, I'll tell you what, Roma's um, home kit this season, kind of a polo shirt affair going on, a couple of buttons there at the collar. No sponsor on the front. Mod. You know, if you're thinking of, if you think, wondering what to wear at that dinner party this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, wear a football shirt. You could fashion <laughs> do advice from Marcus Bello. <laughs> <laughs> Black trousers would probably go well with a maroon top. Um, so it would be my advice there. Uh, Francesco Totti at 38, still going strong. He still goes strong. He fancies because he's second top scorer in Serie A's um, in Serie A's history. He fancies going after. I think it's Piola, yeah. uh, who we profiled once upon a time. He's, he's, uh, he fancies that record, but he's like. I think he's like 40 off it or something. It's quite yeah. a high number. I'm thinking, Totti, you're not Cristiano Ronaldo. He's got, he's got half an iron Euro 2016 as well. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of Destro, yes. I'm pretty sure he was cut from Euro 2012 and World Cup 2014 mm. squads. So both times, I believe, he's in the provisional squad. He's only young. He's like yeah, 23 yeah. or something. But um, I can imagine him being in the provisional one again in the Euro 2016 and about to be picked and Totti going, oh, I quite fancy this one. <laughs> yeah. I'm back. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, but both teams play each other uh, in Turin. Juventus versus Roma this weekend. 
So uh, so get your peepers on that one. Mm. Um, uh, Udinese beat Palmer 4-2 the other night. Di Natale with a brace. Of course. Of course he is. They're, just, they're third, three points behind the top two. He's never going to retire either. Tony uh, the Christmas. Tony yeah. the yes, please. magnificent. Was it not the, um, the Genoa derby as well? C- sorry, Cassano scored a Penenka penalty in that. Did he? Worth nice. Again. I didn't see that. Yeah. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> so business as usual there. Um, yeah, Sampdoria beat Genoa 1-0 away. I, I, just looking at the score, it just said M. Gabbiadini. And I was Marco like, Gabbiadini. Oh, I was like, never. He's back. Yeah. I was like, blimey, the, uh, the effervescent. Yeah. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't that one. In another example Obviously. of how old you all are, I imagine it's probably his son. <laughs> <laughs> or indeed his grandson. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. We've, I'd like to talk about Into One Calgary 4, Zeman's Calgary. Um, uh, if you don't know him, the Czech Republic coach, he's been all around the, uh, the continent. He is uh, very much a one or two season man. I've got a... Th- I think an accurate fact about Zeman... 67 now, Zeman. ...that he started off as a magician. No. I have to ask all he knows about Italian football more than I do. Or magicians. Which is, which is anyone. Yep. Uh, but I think he, st- he definitely used to be a magician as a young man, and he either got his big break by doing like a magician's gig yep. at a football club or something really weird like that. He was never a player, that's for sure. Mm, right. he, he never played the game as professional. Maybe that was his greatest trick. I, th- I think his in was something to do with being a magician. That's why he doesn't stick around much. He gets found out. Well, I'm off. Yeah. Hey, very good. <laughs> oh, damn it all. I'll, I'll, be, I'll tell you what, I hope it's that. true and I wish I was a, uh, a journalist at all these press conferences because I'll be like oh you pulled a rabbit out of a hat <laughs> oh, got any more tricks up your sleeve <laughs> it's just it's very fertile ground there. <laughs> indeed well um, you may have seen a, a picture of this the way that Zeman's team lined up um, against Inter at the San Siro when they took kickoff, all but two players were stood on, on the halfway line yeah, raring to that. go that is so intimidating it's so good isn't it it is brilliant, that. It was Unworkable. Very, I, I, don't, I, I didn't know. <laughs> the one four one Pete. All four goals Unworkable. scored in the first half. <laughs> you, you do the maths. Not having it. Well, it's, it's fact now. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see anything beyond the actual screenshots, so I'm not sure how they, what they actually did after the game kicked off. Do you know specifically what they did? No, I, I don't think, think it was, was like a Mighty Ducks thing. They just rearranged I don't think it confused it, the other team I don't and think they it, just went forward in a big well, V. And they scored four goals? Yeah. I don't think it was... <laughs> Inter worked out what was happening. I'll be asking questions about Inter team. I don't think it was like the Scunthorpe rush or the Scunthorpe rush being what Ali, McCl- Ali McLeod I think his name is uh, the Scotland manager who took them to the 78 World Cup where he lined everyone up on the halfway line and uh, take kick off launch it to their fullback and just everyone try and charge him down and apparently uh, for Scunthorpe in a, like an early FA Cup game or something like that it worked whereas McLeod tried that against the, I think it was the Czech Czechoslovakia would have been at the time in like a World Cup qualifier <laughs> and the Czech fullback just looked at them all well, no, cheers Ch- knocked Ch- it Ch- over <laughs> their head and the Czech fullback went up there and they didn't score they hit the post oh, <laughs> everyone sitting in Hamden Park going McLeod what are you doing <laughs> It worked once. Yeah, <laughs> he was an utter Ali McLeod. But that, that's uh, like Scottish independence. You'll only get one vote. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, get get one one you get one shot. You get one shot. Mess it up. You get one shot at the Scotland Rush or the ha- <laughs> Scotland Rush. He, he, I think Ali McLeod, known the sort of character he was, would have quite liked that to be called the Ali Rush. Or yeah, I reckon yeah. so. I reckon so. Hey, hey look, look what um, alert I just got on my phone. Oh, the top one there. What does that say? It's gone black, mate. You, it's gone. It. This is this. Tony Dorigo joined Vine. <laughs> <laughs> News as we get it, guys. Yeah. News as we get yeah. it. I was thinking you've just held up the energy there, Pete. But yeah. no, it was it was, it was fair. <laughs> you have done that, but yeah. you've injected it with almost like a turbo. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nitro. Exactly. Yeah. Nitro. Exactly. Nitro. Tony Dorigo related oh, nitro. Dear, talking of crazy managers who um, who like to rag their players, if you know what I mean. Uh, League uh, 
Bielsa is Marseille. Bielsa. Bielsa. Yeah, yeah Bielsa is Marseille side are tearing up the league. Now, like Zeman, um, he tends to, <laughs> you know, get his players to press. Play mm. quite attacking football, quite, you know, easy on the eye. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant for six months. Yeah. Until they all remember that they're not robots, yeah. and then they just begin to collapse for the next uh, for the ro- remainder of the season. Yeah. But since the opening but, day, to be fair to him, didn't they get Bill Bow to a couple of finals? He did actually. Yeah. yeah so being, I mean, six harsh. months is hard. You're being cruel, Mark. Yes. I'm being very cruel. Um, uh, but uh, since drawing on the opening day of the season, they've won seven on the spin. They're five points above PSG already, although only two in front of the high flying Bordeaux. But a wonderful start there. Um, so uh, we, uh, you know, it's, it'll be it's great while it lasts. Can we say? Can we make an accurate prediction along the lines of my Stuart Pearce prediction that Biel- gone by Mark. Bielsa's Marseille will come second in the league, glorious second, and losing the cup final? <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what happened. <laughs> well, if he's, if he's still yeah. there, did you hear him having a go at the board the yeah. other week about the transfer? So he wasn't, even, he wasn't even wearing his glasses. I'm seriously <laughs> disappointed in the board. Yeah. I don't like the way they do these things or something like that. It's like, Bielsa, no. just shut up. You've been... um, no, no, we cannot silence Bielsa. Oh, yeah, sorry. Doesn't he own, like, 4,000 VHS tapes? At least. He's, 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 <laughs> he, uh, Jonathan Wilson was telling me that um, he's uh, mastered um, watching two videos at the same time, like one eye on each, because he's just looking for patterns of play, which is just sickening. Imagine walking into a room and seeing Bills are sat there in the full tracksuit watching two on videos his, of football. On, like, an icebox. <laughs> yeah, imagine, imagine being his wife. <laughs> we're just, what, what are we up to tonight? Same old? Yeah. 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 Just going to watch two old football matches. At least upgrade to a DVD system. Yeah. yeah. What we do get all this online now. What picture tonight? in picture. <laughs> yeah, picture in get picture. Get two monitors. All the people down the, uh, the tennis club are saying they think you're a pervert <laughs> because they don't know what VHSs are for apart from old porn. That's what they're saying. Pick a video. Mm. Just the one. <laughs> yeah. I've already picked the other. Yeah. Should we watch a film to that to forget it? <laughs> yeah. Or he could just have one. He could watch the film and watch the other. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. He, could, he, he could find out the entire tactics. But the problem is the actual film will be the 1974 Copper America or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Little Laurel Annie. Uh, a genuine dear. piece if, of pornography my dad owned. If the... If <laughs> wow. The, if the <laughs> Copper America final wasn't in 1974 um, and you're going to tell us, though, just don't bother. Yeah. Do mm. not bother. But talking... Of South America, let's go to Colombia. Faustino Aspria is going to launch a line of condoms. Has he been pro- talking about doing this for years? Probably. It's, it, well, he was asked to be in an Italian porn film, I think, but he right. turned it down because he's got morals, Jim. <laughs> um, uh, uh, production of these condoms is already underway in China, so there's no going back. Um, but uh, this idea, though, is to help prevent unplanned teenage pregnancies. We know how condoms work. No, 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 no. That's what it's. Sp- no, he's not. This is not just sexy time. This is actually a, a purpose. Just put a picture. Touched in it for his face up. Jesus. That yeah. picture of him that everyone's seen with him next punching the horse or whatever it is. Yeah. The one next to him with the horse. He's not yeah. punching that a horse. That wasn't seen, I was that brilliant. Geordie bloke. You've mixed yeah, up stories there. Yeah, I have, yeah. But I haven't finished about the condoms, though. Because okay, they'll come in all shapes and flavours. I'll recommend the guava flavour condom, said Tino. When I was growing up, we had a guava tree in our garden, and that's a flavour <laughs> nice and sex, aroma <laughs> that's very good for romancing. Yeah. Um, so obviously, Faustino wow. Espria has been trying the flavours of his own condoms. I wonder what, he's just been wrapping them around just something and just going it, for just it, chewing on them. Have you had a, Pete? You, you must have had a chew on one of Tino Espria's condoms. No, I've never had a chew on any flavour. of Mind condoms. you, yeah, I suppose they're <laughs> or brand. They're only, I suppose, they're just in production in China. So how would you? Can I? Can I say? Can yeah. I just just picture at this point if and say could. that I completely applaud what he's doing? Yeah. I, obviously, it's a great 
great thing to do to, to reduce the amount of unwanted Doing it for the kids or not for the kids. And to prevent yeah, sexually transmitted diseases and yep. all that stuff. Yep. Uh, the only thing I'll take issue with yep. is I'm not suggesting in any way that I'm some sort of superior romantic to anyone else, but I know for a fact mm-hmm. that flavoured condoms are not romantic. No. Yeah. No. So <laughs> I, the only problem I've got with it is when he's dropping the words like romance in there. Yeah. It's not romantic. Have no. you, have you, do you know what guava's like? Do you know what it's like? Uh, no, I haven't. No, you it. don't. No. Tino does. I think I might have had And it. he swears by it. Okay, fair enough. And now it's time for Pete's mystery voiceover. It is time for it. I mean, I'm annoyed, like, you know, you can't squeeze in Alan Pardew, but you'll, uh, you'll, you'll squeeze in faster than a spirit's penis. I've had me. enough of Pardew. <laughs> is Pardew well, bringing out a range of flavour condoms? <laughs> I can actually <laughs> think of you him. him. He could do that. Pete, why are we going to... I bet he's got a, a full cupboard of flavoured condoms, Alan Pardew. Pete, mm. how are we going to fit in Pardew? Oh, Newcastle lost again. Oh, his job's uh, under scrutiny again. Oh, yeah, he's safe again. Time. Yeah, exactly. It's time for the mystery Not voice again. Pete did text me last night in the middle of the game saying, fuck me, Stoke looked brilliant. You did do that. You did. Yeah, they did look great. Yeah. They look great. Yeah, they're well doing, doing all right. They're doing all right. To which yeah. I replied with, Newcastle United are the worst sporting team to have ever <laughs> lived. Right, uh, it's time for my mystery voiceover game. Here we go. It's back. Uh, last week there wasn't one, because you guys couldn't see it within your hearts to continue the fine tradition that no. has been the Pete Donaldson because voiceover it's, game. Because it's Pete's game. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, here is this week's voice. I'm a good player. I'm, I'm not afraid to tell that I'm a good player. I can prove that. I, I'm going to prove that. I'm going to prove that. That's very weird. One more time, that Max's stupid laughter. I'm a good player. I'm, I'm not afraid to tell that I'm a good player. I can prove that. I, I'm going to prove that. I'm going to prove that. I like it. I'm a good player. Yep. Great. Mm. How do you enter this competition? Uh, well, you strap on a flavoured condom, <laughs> and you uh, tip a, a little email uh, to um, voice at thefootballramble.com and put the name of the player you think it is in the subject line. Correct spellings, if you would, because it makes it a hell of a lot easier for us to uh, figure out who uh, it is. Uh, one more time. I'm a good player. I'm, I'm not afraid to tell that I'm a good player. I can prove that. I, I'm going to prove that. Mm. It's a very weird oh, sentence. Uh, mm. Yeah, isn't it? I'm a good player. Yeah. I can't even work out the nationality. I think I might know who it is, but I'm not going to say. Don't okay. say it. I'll, I'll dip the mic and you shout it, Luke. It's not him. Okay. Fair mm. Is it Paolo Maldini? <laughs> <laughs> right, and now it's time for your highlights of the Football Week with Luke Moore. Yes, hello everyone. Yeah, hello. remember? Yeah, that's your bit. Hi guys. Um, yeah, I cribbed off a couple of things off Twitter to get some more content that we haven't got to think of ourselves. Yeah, name of the game. Well done, right. internet. Yeah, cheers, guys. Uh, what have we got here? This is from EST three one two. He says the highlight of my week was listening to last week's ramble <laughs> while unpacking the first big shop in my new house. Ah, the big right. shop is a very very important part of yeah, moving into a nice. new house, it and is. I thought I'd just give him a mensch. Yeah, because mm. it's, it's a moment you want to see marked. I bet it's all a, the food is gone by now. You, you do a big shop and you overeat. It's one of the yeah. few shops you look forward to. And you treat yourself more than you normally you would. You do. My key, th- my key tip when it comes to grocery shopping, by the way, is Never. Think, think of it in meals. How many meals have I got here? Right. Um, don't just buy stuff. <laughs> How many meals have I got here? That's got every beat of, of your mind, really, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. How many meals have I got here in front of me? That's what I need more. <laughs> my key tip for doing a big shop, or any shop really, is once you enter the supermarket or wherever you're shopping, you, you can't stop moving. So if you're getting too far away from the thing you think you want, you just put it in your trolley. And you, you get it done very quickly. Though you do have weird food. Is that you, like your skin taller, son? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, I, I, yes. My, <laughs> Other times, I'm, you know, I yeah. shop on a budget. My tip for a big shop is uh, do not order or purchase hungry. Because you'll over... No, uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's Well, well no. Yep. Also, um, you notice how supermarkets put the really essential stuff, like bread, loaves of bread, right at the back. 
to right. get you walking through the whole thing. My tip is to use four trolleys. My, t- <laughs> my tip would be don't be afraid to talk to people in the supermarket. You get some cracking people in there. Yeah. <laughs> I could, Crackers, please, people in there, should I say. I can remember um, having a teacher at school that I didn't like very much, and he sort of didn't like me. And because of the way the supermarket really? was laid out. you were out, a saint at school. <laughs> the way the supermarket was laid out, we, I was with my mother, of course, because I was very young, and we crossed him at every aisle. Oh. oh yeah! Can you imagine that? Mm. Never cross yeah. a mirror. Worst big shot of my life. <laughs> yeah. uh, what we got here? Pete Selby says, "Oh, here we go. This is a hashtag press room spy tweet." Ah, yes, oh, I like these. Um, Pete, those coming in. Following Keon's love of egg sandies last week, he also said to Matthew Upson, he thought he was taller than he actually is. Ooh. <laughs> That's from Peter Selby. Not sure I'm supposed to be using his name, but he's not told me I'm not. So, yeah. um, they've had an awful lot of uh, social media correspondents referencing the Arsenal fan wearing the captain's armband. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Warful work. Yeah, Un- unless it's uh, you know in tribute to uh, a dead friend or something. Yeah, that that man. That's a disclaimer. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. You no. shouldn't be putting a captain's armband on. You've won one for the Ramble matches. Yeah, you have. That's a which football match of which yourself. I am the captain of the team. You're yes, I bought it myself. Self-appointed oh, captain of the team. You guys are well versed in buying me things I need, aren't you? Who, who else is going to buy the fucking thing? You don't yeah, but no, there was no need for anyone to buy you the thing because no one had decided you were the captain other yeah. than you. Keith you Campbell's been in touch. You'll only have to... <laughs> You'll only, have, you'll only have to toss the captain's armband to Van Persie when he gets sent off for a terrible tackle. Are you going to give the air, the air time to Keith Campbell or Captain not? Captain Keith no, Campbell. I'm going to give a bit more. Keith Campbell said his highlight of the week, Pete. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It was last week when you went on the fucking night. He said it was Jose Mourinho attempting to do his typical early exit from the game. I don't know why he's doing that these days, Mourinho. No. Um, only for Lambert to point to his watch and refuse to shake his hand. Nice. And Roy Keane just to give him the stone-faced stare. Oh, yeah. Stone-bearded really stare. Right. I enjoyed that I as like well. I like the tap of the watch. Like, no, not yet. Uh, Jamie Lynch says Wayne Rooney deciding that Mata deserves a go in the team so got himself set off <laughs> what a captain it's one way of looking yeah, at it selfless, yeah, yeah, yeah. selfless. Yeah. Um, oh, this is a great one from Joe Moore this probably slipped through you guys, your guys net certainly slipped through mine uh, Peter Head ended up with a 4-3-0 formation because they got three red cards versus Dunfermline in the first oh, half I looked, this up, I looked this up on the BBC website and all it said because it does a very yeah. small match report yeah. was talk of a mass brawl oh. so I'm not sure what happened but they had Wonderful. three men sent off which is Great. Um, and speaking of what we mentioned earlier with, Dun- with David Villa, here's his mention. Duncan Stevenson. David Villa not arriving in Melbourne until a week before the A-League starts because according to his Instagram, he wanted to attend as many Enrique Iglesias concerts as possible. <laughs> <laughs> that Get is great. Doing the same songs. Absolute priority. In the same order. Because he's a freak. Uh, Wonderful. A- annoying lack of uh, Roger Johnson drinking correspondence this week but before that one go this is the mm. final one of the evening from for you this one Pete this is from Josh Clark he said I've just seen Rob Lee at Fenchurch Street Station <laughs> asked him for a pick but he didn't have enough time but his train isn't for another 10 minutes hashtag rude oh. uh, uh, very much feeds into yeah what uh, experiences yeah your experiences you are the great I'd, I'd, I'd like to thank uh, the um, 13th in the J League Ventfret Corfu yeah. I spent a lovely um, couple of hours in their company you did didn't you uh, wonderful um, ground wonderful set of people and uh, what was a the great score? experience it was 2-0 to Ventfret Corfu against uh, Corby so routine home win routine yep. home win uh, there was a guy up front called um, Cristiano uh, a proper journeyman Brazilian a lot of Brazilians in the J League aren't there well, there was two I think played one Indonesian lad and the rest were, uh, were Japanese and it was just real kind Kind of like a real ploddy kind of Brazilian uh, striker who just kind of who just kind of didn't do anything through the game, but he had one chance and he stuck it away. Yeah. And then I think he put a party hat on, which I missed. And oh, the interesting really? thing about um, the the the, the, the Corfu Stadium is um, the the people who warm me up they weren't allowed to do shuttle runs. They had a very specific kind of. Um, three or four foot wide kind of um, position where they had to um, do all their exercises 
They might allow to have a run around. It's they really have to do like, instead of doing the run around, they have to do that insanity workout on the spot. There's no other to go. They had a little ladder that they, used to, that they were running in, in, mm. in, uh, in between. It was all very comical. Did you, was, you had uh, a good time in South Korea time, I did, and I, uh, I tried to go and see FC Tokyo. Got on the wrong train, yep. and then realised I was going to end up in uh, Corfu. So I thought, oh, well, uh, there's a match happening this evening mm. in the J-League. So it just they, so happened that... Uh, they arranged they, that for you, they heard. They did. They, they saw did. you on the train. Mm. I do like the idea of the party hat after someone scores a goal. Maybe yeah. that should sometimes be in matches where whoever's recent, most recently scored gets to wear the hat. And they blow one of those things which unravels and goes... Mm. Yeah. Like, like the Jonas Gutierrez um, Spiderman. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Get well soon. Yeah, get well soon indeed, yeah, Jonas. Definitely. Right, it's nice to have you back, Pete Donaldson, a.k.a. Right. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. There we are. Not Ed, me so much. Anyway, no. uh, oh yeah, you were abroad as Pete well. Donaldson, hashtag global. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Jim, it is the lovely to have you back. Cheers, mate. Um, but uh, really well, heartfelt. Tell us about Turkey then. Uh, it's lovely. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one of my highlights of the footballing week was... Uh, I was watching um, Arsenal versus Spurs, and I met. Uh, I, was, I was chatting to a Montenegrin man. I'd never chatted to. I'd never met a Montenegrin. You before. chat to everyone. I'm surprised. Mm. Well, yeah, mm. but that's exactly. So it's, <laughs> it's even more of a thing. So mm. yeah, I recommend, ladies and gentlemen, talking to, to Jesus <laughs> Christ, Jim. Yeah, got anything? Big. No, I'm going to leave you with that. Yeah, you could, I mean, just make something up, Jim. See you out in Turkey, crossing the border. Johnny okay, I say, Jim, this is your chance. You've been to Turkey. You've, you've, you, you know, you've done it's all hot. sorts of things. Saw a turtle. Yeah. But Luke, any Jesus. highlights of the week? Uh, plenty of highlights of the week for me. I've, for the first time, um, realised I'm going to be working on a project with a man called Hugo. Yeah. <laughs> See? So, that's the kind of thing. Do you thing. recommend talking to Hugos? <laughs> yeah, I, I would, actually. I okay. think, yeah, I think I would, yeah. yeah. Good. There yeah. we are. There we are. That is the end of the show. Um, <laughs> finished oh, in good. rip-roaring fashion. Good, good that is the two of you. end of the <laughs> show. Just eight minutes late. Wow. <laughs> a mere eight minutes. If you've late. got any comments about the um, four-man ramble, um, <laughs> if, if you want it to be repeated, we might repeat it yeah. again, we might not. It'll be the same comments as yeah. usual, Pete. Too that many. was what was nice about last week, some positivity. I'm a good player. <laughs> not too many cooks spoiling the broth. Mm. There we are, there we are. Drunk Do you want to get broth, in touch? Bye. Then email is at show at thefootballramble.com, the Twitter is at footballramble, and the website is thefootballramble.com. Um, uh, any more for any more? Um, uh, We're done. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Absolute Radio yeah, Match okay. uh, this weekend. Uh, rock and roll football from three o'clock with Clark Kyle and uh, John Champion. And the company box is, I think it's Leicester Burnley. It's Leicester Burnley. Let's go for that then. Which sounds, sounds like, like a, a, bloke. a man, doesn't it? <laughs> but I genuinely Lester thought Burnham. the first half a second there was a commentator called Leicester Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> I've, ne- I've never heard of it. It's Leicester Burnley, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Say goodbye, mm. Pete. Goodbye, Pete. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jim. And it's goodbye yeah. from me. <laughs> <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.